Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just has voice. Let's welcome our guest. In 2005, Susie Liebarger was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Susie chose a whole food plant-based lifestyle, lost 68 pounds, and healed her ulcerative colitis. Please click like to help be green with Amy. Welcome, Susie Liebarger. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Welcome, Susie. How are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm great. Happy to be here. Oh, I am so glad that you are here. We have our Green Warriors tuning in, and they've already started asking questions already. Awesome. But we, we're here to talk about a very serious thing, ulcerative yeah. colitis. And I, I was, I've been always on the lookout for somebody that could tell a story about it as it relates to healthy eating and give hope to other people who are out there looking for solutions. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that you're here because you have a wonderful story to share and you're going to give hope to a lot of people and not just hope, but good information. Yeah. That's my hope is I, I love to share my story just so you never know who's going to hear it and who might, you might bless someday just by just having a random conversation with somebody, you know? So yes. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, absolutely. And I'm encouraging everybody, if you have any questions or comments, just type them in the comment section. And we'll, if you have questions, we'll be asking them a little bit later in the broadcast. And we're also, I'm really excited because we had a previous guest, Sid Nodder, and she uh, gave this book to us to do for our giveaway. And we're going to be announcing the winner today. It's going to be a really fun spinning wheel that we'll see all the names and we'll get to see who wins it. And we're going to do that later in the broadcast. And we still have going our giveaway for Esther's book from Donuts to Potatoes. We get about another day on that. And I'll tell you more about that if you haven't already entered. But I just wanted to get that out of the way. And so looking forward to that, if you've entered for the for this book, The Plan A Diet, you're going to find out if you're going to be a winner today. So what I like to do is I think we should just start off with our game of true or false so we can get this conversation going. Okay. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below. And Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay, Green Warriors, get ready for your answers. True or false, there are several changes you can make to your lifestyle and diet to heal ulcerative colitis naturally without having to rely on medication, surgery, or other treatments. Wow, that's a big one. What do you think, Green Warriors? Type in your answer. And while you do that, Susie, why don't you tell us about that? Okay, <clears throat> to me, this answer is true. Um, there are changes you can make to your diet and lifestyle to heal. I'm, I think I'm living proof of that. <clears throat> I do have to say this might not work for everybody because everybody's different. We all have different biology. We all have different, you know, stages of your disease. I don't know how far people are with this ulcerative colitis. Some people can have it throughout their entire large intestine. And mine was more on my left side of my intestine. It didn't go through the whole thing. But I believe absolutely you can make changes to your diet and lifestyle. Um, I went into my worst flare I've ever had a couple of years ago. <clears throat> I had some oral surgery done and I had to take some really heavy duty antibiotics three days before and seven days after the surgery. And I had a feeling it was going to happen because, you know, just your immune system, 90, they say 90% of your immunity is in your gut and your microbiome and everything. And the antibiotics just wiped me out 10 days of flagell and augmenting together twice a day. <clears throat> so after about, I think it was about four days after I had taken the whole 10 days, I started bleeding and having, you know, this really bad flare come on and I couldn't get it under control just with, you know, the way I was eating at the time, I was still eating the standard American diet. Um, so I went to see my gastroenterologist 
and uh, he did a test, like a stool test on me and my Calpro, Calprotectin, or I don't know what the name of the test is, but it came back where it was severely elevated with inflammation. And so he wouldn't even do a colonoscopy on me right then because he was concerned about, you know, perforation or whatever. And so they put me on steroids. And during the time I was on steroids, well, I, I sort of have to go back to because I became steroid dependent way a long time ago, back in 2009. And I was in a flare really, really bad in 2009, couldn't get it under control. So they put me on prednisone, which is, you know, pretty hardcore steroid, a high dose, 50 milligrams a day. And it got me in remission for a while, but then I would start to taper off and the flare would come back. So then I'd have to go back up on the prednisone to get it back under control. And then I'd start coming off again. And I basically became steroid dependent. So fast forwarding to now, I was terrified when they said, well, you're going to have to take prednisone because I thought I'm going to go back on this roller coaster ride again and it's going to get really ugly. And I remember thinking <clears throat> I had the prednisone tablets in my hand. This is two years ago. And I was bawling my brains out. And I was looking at my grandson's picture and that's what made me, I'm choking up a little bit almost because I saw his picture and I thought, man, I got to live for this kid. You know, I just love my grandson so much and my husband and my life that I have now. So I took the pill <laughs> and then I called my husband and I was like, ah, I just took my first pill, you know, cause I was so PTSD from the last time that I thought this is it, you know, but during the time that I was on my antibiotics, I switched first I went vegan because my stepdaughter was vegan and she healed some of her IBS things from going vegan and giving up the meat and the dairy and everything. And so she's all Susie, you gotta, you know, you gotta try just try it, give it a whirl and see what happens. And so I did. I stopped eating, you know, meat and dairy, but I didn't think about the fats and the oils and all that stuff yet. So I was still eating the vegan cheese and the vegan, you know, sour cream and things like that, that are kind of like junk food almost in a way. And I started doing that and I, I did kind of start to lose a little bit of weight and my colitis kind of was, you know, I was doing okay on the prednisone and I was <clears throat> keeping it going. And then um, <clears throat> I started I stumbled upon a couple of documentaries called one was forks over knives and the other one was called eating you alive talking about whole food plant-based and um i was talking to my husband i says you know i gotta try i gotta try this i gotta stop eating all the oils and everything too because maybe i'm you know not gonna get better staying kind of like cheating almost still so then i went fully whole food plant-based and i was able to taper off those steroids just fine and i have been perfect in perfect health since with my ulcerative colitis and I had my last colonoscopy on in August just this last this past August so it's almost been a year and it was the first time I've ever had a colonoscopy where they didn't even have to take any biopsies there was no sign of disease anywhere from tip to from one end to the other it was he said your colon is perfect if you did not tell me you had ulcerative colitis, I would never have even diagnosed you with anything because it's like perfect. No diverticulosis pockets, completely clean. And and I've had probably six or seven colonoscopies since 2005. And I've had a couple of sigmoidoscopies too. And there was always some inflammation in there, even though it wasn't maybe really horrid during my worst time of flaring, but there was always some type of um, inflammation that's showing up in there. So, but how long do you say between the two uh, colonoscopies? How long a period of time was uh, that? 2017 was the last one I had before. It was in 2017. So six years. So it's been a while, <clears throat> but, and I've, ha I've had a couple flares up in between yeah, right. then and this last one. But since then I have been like, I have been like amazed. I don't know if my colon's ever been as healthy as it is now since I got diagnosed. And so to me, that just shows that this diet has just reeled me in. Plus, um, and speaking of inflammation, I had arthritis in my hands really bad, in my feet. You know, I'd get out of bed and I'd be like stumbling down the hall for 10 or 20 steps until my feet kind of got warmed up and loosened up in my hands. You know, had I'd, my one pinky joint would get swollen and get kind of red looking and opening jars became a real problem for me. 
So I got this jar opener thing under my countertop that I could just stick the jar up in and turn it, you know, to help me get the lids off. And my arthritis is completely gone. I have no arthritis now. I have no asthma. I got diagnosed with asthma a long time ago and used an inhaler off and on. And I have none of that anymore. It has just like, it's amazing what this has done for me. And I didn't start this to lose weight. I started this specifically to treat my ulcerative colitis. Just, you know, I'm just going to try it and see if it works. You know, it wasn't even like I really wasn't even sure it was going to work. You know, but I just thought I got to give it a try. My stepdaughter says it helped her, you know, so I just kind of started doing it. And once I started seeing how much better I was feeling and the weight starts coming off. And I mean, I was almost 200 pounds, so I was not feeling too good about how I looked then either. And I thought, well, this is a great side effect. You know, (laughs) this is awesome. How far is this going to go? And I thought, oh, if I can get down to like, you know, 155 pounds or whatever, I'll be so happy. And I have ways to pass that. I mean, (laughs) I'm down to 130 now. So, and I think I'm kind of leveled off because I don't starve myself. Whenever I'm hungry, I eat. I just, you know, I've just kind of leveled off at like 130, 131 pounds. So I think this is my, my, my healthy weight now. Cause you know, I don't, I don't, deny myself anything if i'm hungry i eat something <laughs> isn't that wonderful that's my favorite thing about this lifestyle is is that you know once once you find the foods that you enjoy yeah you can eat as much until you're comfortably full and not, and, yeah. and knowing that it's it's healing you and yeah isn't that wonderful how the same diet that helped you lose weight was the same diet that helped you heal with, from your ulcerative colitis yeah. Same diet that helped your arthritis go away yep. and your and, yep. and, and all these other conditions. And here you were, all you were trying to do was just get, give it a shot because things now, I mean, you had been faced with something that you, you eventually may have to do down the road if you didn't heal. Right. Right. Oh yeah. In 2009, when I was having one of my worst, you know, another really bad, well, from the time from 2005 till 2000, 11. I pretty much was continually in a flare. I had a few periods of short little remissions, you know, but that was always because they would introduce a new medication and it would work for a little bit, you know, and I started off with suppositories and that worked for, you know, a few weeks. And then I would start to have symptoms again, even while I was still using the suppositories, it would, it would come back during. So they added, then I would have to start doing enemas, medication enemas that you have to hold in all night long, which is like, it's a small amount, but you know, it's tough. And I'm just saying it, it's gross, but hey, that's part of this disease. This is there's real. Of, this is real. And people don't. That yeah. come with it, you know, mm-hmm. and even those got to where they wouldn't work anymore. And so then they put me on oral medication to treat it from the, you know, both ends. And that maybe would work for, you know, a few weeks or here and there or whatever. And then eventually, then they had to put me on steroids because I was really going downhill. And this was back in 09 when I was telling you about how I became steroid dependent. So then they put me on these steroids and I gained, oh my gosh, I gained 30 pounds in like six weeks because I was just ravenous. I couldn't satisfy my appetite. Prednisone mm-hmm. made me feel a lot better, but I, you know, all my aches and pains went away. <laughs> my you know, I did get better for a while, but I was constantly having to eat. And I mean, I, I really got heavy back then too. And um, then when they realized I was getting to be steroid dependent, my doctor said, well, let's try you on a biologic because we can't wean you off. Obviously of the prednisone, you're going to continue to flare. So let's try you on a biologic medication. So they put me on Remicade and I had one infusion of Remicade and overnight, it put me in remission. I mean, literally the next day I was feeling so much better, but then two weeks later (laughs) I started, I woke up and the whole right side of my body felt weird. Like I thought, man, you know, I couldn't hardly move my arm. And I thought, did I have a stroke or something? And I thought maybe I was just sleeping on my arm wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. because it just wouldn't wake up and it never did really fully wake up. So I had to go see a neurologist and then they thought, well, maybe the Remicade has kicked your immune system down so much Maybe you have something like MS going on. So then they sent me in for, I know I didn't even tell you this before, but then they sent me for the MRI of my brain, which did show I have some lesions in my brain that could correlate with something like multiple sclerosis, but it was not too bad. So what my doctors think was the Remicade, my body was fighting it off. Maybe if I did have MS, 
but the Remicade brought it to life. Mm. So no more Remicade for you. They said, they said, if you flare up after this, your next step is surgery. So since then, and, and, you know, I actually went and had a surgery consult at, a, at UC this, Davis. And this surgery, surgery was for what? My surgery was to completely remove my entire large intestine and give me a permanent ileostomy on the side of my stomach. So I went and had that consult. And the surgeon, this is before I started the Remicade. The surgeon was the one who brought it up. He says, you need to try to get on a biologic and get in remission and then come back and have the surgery because it's easier to do the surgery and better for you if you do the surgery while you're not flaring. It's just an easier surgery. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I just, I just, I thought, okay, kind of. I'm like, you know, really? So I thought, okay. So I went home, talked to my doctor about it, and then they suggested, oh, yeah, let's do Remicade Rips. So they put it, it worked, and then I chickened out. <laughs> mm. I just thought, man, I'm feeling so good now. Maybe this will work, and, you know, and that remission lasted eight months. And my remission from the one infusion of Remicade lasted eight months, and then I started flaring again. And I never did go back to see that colorectal surgeon. I just thought, you know, I've just, I've just got to try to figure this out, you know. And part of my, my problem is stress. Stress is such a major trigger for me. I don't handle stress well. I'm just one of those people that you feel like you're doing okay, but you're really not, you know. We, we owned a business together. We had rental properties. I opened up an art gallery and, you know, the art galleries went through me over the edge when I started my flare. My ex was an addict, but he wasn't like a real active addict at the time when we met. But as time progressed, you know, he wasn't, he was still being an addict. That was a big stressor on me. And so when I finally got out of that relationship and met my husband who I'm married to now, I finally was able to get, you know, my stress level went down. So then I started having, you know, longer periods of remission without medication or anything in between my flare-ups, but I would still get these little flare-ups every once in a while, every time, you know, cause we have our business and it can be stressful and things happen. And I would get a little blip here and there or taking antibiotics, I'd have another little blip here and there, you know, but um, now since I've been on this whole food plant-based diet, I can take, a little bit of antibiotics for whatever. And it doesn't seem to bother me now because I think my, I have so much fiber in me because I eat so much fiber every day now that there's plenty of bacteria in there and it, it just, it just powers through it, you know, because literally I have, I have, I have not had one single blip of colitis since I started this diet. And so, yeah, it's, there's a so, lot that's gone on. <laughs> so you, you declined the sur surgery. You never, you said you never went back to the surgery. Never went back. I, so, I took it out. So what about your, your primary care physician? Has he, has he or she been with you the whole time? Um, well, no, cause I was living in California. Now I have completely, this is complete. I have completely new doctors now. And in fact, I just switched over to a new gastroenterologist because of my insurance. I just saw him for the first time and told him my story and he's like, wow. I mean, he was like, wow, that's really impressive. So I think I'm going to talk to him about this diet. I'm going to tell him, you know, you might need to start talking to your patients about this because I showed him my colonoscopy results and he was just like, wow, he couldn't, cause they take pictures when they're in there yeah, right, and exactly. it's like perfectly clean from one end to the other. And he, he just, and I said, yeah, it's because of this diet. I'm like, I'm convinced that this diet, Help well, I, I sure hope you can convince them. I, I had a, a colonoscopy and the afterwards, the, the, he took the gastroenterologist said to me, he showed me the pictures and it was pink and beautiful. Mm -hmm. and, and he said, he said, I only see this in two categories of people. First generation Asians and, uh, plant, and plant-based. And plant-based, yeah. right? Yep. And and so I was excited that he actually said that, mm -hmm. right? That he was that he had that connection. Yeah. And, and after that, I I kept trying to to you know talk to him and 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 make time to talk to him about this. Mm -hmm. That was it. He he yeah. didn't want to he didn't want to connect about it. So isn't that, isn't that so sad in a way? So, yeah. Because it's like so the answer is right there. You know, yes. and I mean, a lot of people, maybe it's 
you know, a lot of people that get colitis too, I think it, there could be a genetic component to it. There could be an environmental component to it. You know, I went to a symposium one time and they're thinking it's either diet, you know, genetic, environmental, or just whatever, or the, just, you know, cause mm -hmm. I don't, n nobody else in my family has had it that I know of or any kind of, you know, uh, IBD diseases. I'm the only one. And I'm, I hit the jackpot, man. I mean, yeah. it's like of all people to, you know, to get it. But I wasn't, um, I was just eating the standard American diet, you know, having my sweets. I did get pretty addicted to sugar, you know, for a while. I would, you know, pull into a gas station, get a thing of ding dongs. And, you know, that would satisfy me. And, you know, and, and I was, I was, it, so it was, it wasn't like I was able to just overnightly change out of this. It was probably a month long of a process for me to switch from the standard American diet to the whole food plant-based diet, but I'll never go back. I mean, you have so much more freedom with this diet. You don't have to count your calories. You don't have to count your macros. You don't have to be careful of your portion control. You can just eat, you know, there's so much more freedom, although you're not eating all the junk. So you do have to kind of watch that, but there's so much more freedom to me in this way of eating. Yeah. So, have you have you ever thought of of sharing your 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 uh, after photo of your colonoscopy with the original gastroenterologist? You know, I have not even talked to him, and I I really should. You know, I probably that is a really good idea. Get a hold of my old guy back in California and say, guess what? <laughs> you know, because he was getting pretty concerned about me there for a while, and then mm. all of a sudden I just you know. I just thought, man, I'm not, I just, I, I just chickened out. I, I researched into what a big surgery it is and recovery time and everything you have to go through and dealing with a colostomy bag for the rest of your life. And, you know, some people, you just have to do it and you deal with it, you know, just like people have to deal with things. And, but I just, I just chickened out and I'm so glad I did because man, you know, look at me now. I, they don't even, they wouldn't even think I have ulcerative colitis now based on my last colonoscopy. So yeah, that that is a really big deal from from yeah. going to to having somebody saying that you had to have the whole thing removed to then later having somebody say I wouldn't even know that, that you had a problem if right. I if you didn't even tell me. If you didn't even tell me, right? Yeah. I know. That that is that is really a big deal. And I hope yeah. I hope somebody's tuning in that that is looking for an answer and is hearing the story. I mean, of course, everybody's an individual and their results right. could vary, you right. know. But what I well, love about sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, what I was saying is that I love about you're not selling something. No, no, right? Mm -hmm. You're not selling a book. You're not selling some kind of plan or or whatever. You mm -hmm. just have have gotten the, such great results and you want to share the information with other people. Yeah. So, so I'm really hoping that when people see this, they'll, they'll I see know it. this will work for other people. I know this will, it worked for me. I don't know if it'll work for everybody. Like I said, because, but I know without a doubt, this will work for other people that have ulcerative colitis. This diet will work. I mean, my inflammation, I had a CR, uh, C reactive protein test done. They can't even detect any inflammation in my body. It's, it's like below zero, the number. When they do my blood test for CRP, C-reactive protein, they don't even detect any inflammation. And like my arthritis is gone, my asthma is gone. That's all inflammation. And so this, this diet is like the best thing you can do to get rid of inflammation in your body. And I just wish more people would, would you know, research it before nay saying it because it really does work. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'll be 60 this year. It took me 58 years to find out, you know, so better late than never. But there's a lot of young people out there like, you know, that I would love to see start this while you're young. Imagine if I got on this diet 30 years ago, you know, I don't even know if I would ever have been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis ever if I had been eating this way, you know, the whole time. So, wow. yeah, think about things like that, too, you know. Could have prevented so much from happening just exactly. from having the way of eating. Yeah. And I, I think about they have they say, you know, genetics loads the gun, but lifestyle mm -hmm. and diet pulls yes. the trigger, right? Yeah. Who was it that says they can turn off and turn on cancer genes? 
Oh, just my, Colin Campbell. Yeah, did a he's study an called, on was, cancer genes. Yeah, there's a book from, called The China Study, and he talks yeah. all about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, gosh, it's. Yeah. I would. I just want everybody to know about this, and everybody should do it. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> because it's and if it doesn't help you in some ways, it's definitely going to help you in other ways. I mean, it'll it's. it's a no-brainer for me that this is the way to go. So Linda want to know, did you have trouble with certain foods like beans? Yes, I did in the beginning, you know, and like I said before, this is something where you have to kind of work into it because I've had friends of mine tell me, well, I just, I can't do it because I can't eat beans or I can't eat this lettuce or spinach or whatever, because it just tears me up. And I'm thinking, well, that's because your body doesn't have the ammunition to, to digest it. You need to introduce things slowly. Um, I didn't start out eating a whole can of black beans at one time. I mean, I started off just a few bites. And, you know, so I would love to suggest people, if you have trouble eating certain foods, try just a little, you know, like a tablespoon, do a tablespoon of black beans uh, once a day for maybe three days and do two tablespoons a day and just keep upping it. And yeah, you're probably going to have a little bit of gas and things happening, but that's all a good sign that your body is working and doing what it needs to do to build up the correct enzymes to digest those beans and that fiber and everything. I mean, now I can sit down and I can have a whole plate of beans and a big old honking salad and I can eat, I probably eat 60, 70 grams of fiber a day, you know, with all the stuff I eat. And, um, I don't have any problems now. I used to at the very beginning, but you just gradually baby step it up. And, and once you start seeing results and feeling better, that's your motivation. That's what motivated me to keep going, you know? And I just, I'm so thankful for where I'm at now for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I tell people that with beans, if if you if you're buying them canned, of course, it's going to be different. If you're making your own, uh, soak them overnight, and right. and then, like you said, a little bit. And if the, if you're really fearful, then just eat one bean. You know, there you go. One just bean, one bean, right? And chew, and but chew tomorrow, it. Tomorrow, chew very well. Chew chew it until it's a cream. Yes, and then see what happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you, your you body will that. adjust. Your body has the capability to adjust to mm -hmm. whatever you're eating. Like if I were to sit down and eat a big old sirloin steak right now, it would probably make me sick as a dog because I haven't had meat in, you know, gosh, over a year and a half now. And it would probably just it probably destroy me for a day or two or three or four. Who knows? So I wouldn't I wouldn't. If, if, if there was nothing left to eat on this earth and I had to eat some meat, I would just have a bite, you know, just <laughs> because knowing what it would do to me, you know, but I, that's what I suggest Just start off with baby steps, but your body will adjust and it will adapt to whatever food you're eating. It just, you got to work up to it. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're really only 10% human because we have all these microbes that are living all over our body including our gut, right? On your eyelashes, everywhere. If you took yep. a super powerful microscope, you would be surprised to see that that uh, you're just a host. Yep, you got lots of passengers. <laughs> but it's great because if you serve the right foods, then the right bacteria is going to grow and the, yes. the bad bacteria, a lot of it is going to die off because it's you're not feeding it anymore. Yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that, that's great. So aren't there other, maybe other foods that people who have colitis are told to avoid? Oh, yeah. I was, I was told to avoid raw fruits and vegetables, which I can eat now. I was told to, if I did have vegetables, to cook them, steam them till they're like mushy, you know. Um, uh, probably... I could eat chicken, you know, back then without it bothering me too much. But that was because that was my, you know, that was my thing. I mean, I, I got so sick in 09 that I was on baby food. I was eating baby food because I, I couldn't hardly eat anything without, you know, my stomach killing me and trips to the bathroom and everything. So I was on a baby food diet and slowly worked my, and I tried going gluten-free, you know, thinking, mm. thinking I was gluten intolerant, intolerant. 
and <clears throat> and I thought maybe it helped for a while, and then I started reintroducing gluten into my diet, and it didn't seem to phase me too much. I think my body was just so out of whack with the way I was eating and the stress level at the time that I I, I was just like in a catch-22, you know. I didn't even realize what I was doing to myself at that time that I wasn't going to be able to get better until I got rid of all my stress, which I eventually did, and the bad stress anyways, <clears throat> and changing my diet, which by accident, I just kind of stumbled upon it talking to my stepdaughter that one day and her suggesting that I go vegan. And when I started doing the vegan thing, I was still cheating, but I kind of was starting to feel a little bit better. And that just shows you how much animal products affect you because I was still doing like the fats and the oils and I was still feeling better, even still consuming oils, just getting rid of the animal products. You know, once I got off the oils, then it was like, wow, I realized how much cleaner my body must be because, you know, when you're frying in a pan with fat, all that grease and black stuff that sticks to the pan, you know, that's sticking on your insides too. When I cook, if I cook a lasagna, if I do a whole food plant-based lasagna now and I bake it in my oven, my cleanup is like a breeze. There is like, there's, it's like, it's so much easier. And I don't have to spray my pan down with Pam cooking spray. You don't have to do anything like that. You just throw your ingredients in the pan. You cook it. You take it out. You clean it. And that that my lasagna pan looks brand new to this day still. There's like no buildup of anything on there. So to me, that's like, you know, yeah. all that stuff is sticking in your insides too. So yeah. at least that's my... That's just my way of logicking it a little bit. It's, it's just, it's gotta be so much cleaner for your body to not have all that extra fat flowing through there and animal protein and fat and stuff. You know, I'd much rather feel like my insides are squeaky clean and it's easier for my body to just do what it's supposed to do without having all that gunk in the way. You know, they say diabetes type two diabetes is because the, when you're eating fat, it blocks, the cell wall from being able to absorb the glucose out of your bloodstream like it is supposed to. It's actually a fat problem, mm. not so much a sugar problem with type two diabetes. Yeah. And plant-based fats don't do that like animal-based fats do. I think maybe they do a little bit, but because fat is fat. But I like I don't know like chemically between animal fat and vegetable fat. I'm assuming vegetable fats obviously better, but um, like avocado and things like that. But um, yeah, I, I've heard that type two diabetes is more of a fat issue than a actual even sugar issue. Yeah. And even people who have type one diabetes, they can greatly reduce the amount of insulin that they take if they adopt this lifestyle. So that's a big deal too. And it's so, yeah. it's so nice because this lifestyle I mean, it's not a cure-all. There are people mm -hmm. that have things that are happening and it, it may help some with the symptoms, but, but not make much of a difference. But there are just so many things that it does help with. Yeah. So now, when you decided to adopt this lifestyle, I mean, what happened in your household? Who was in your household with you? It's just me and my husband. Okay. And that's kind of a funny story. My husband actually got off sugar before even I did. This is back before we were even thinking about going whole food plant-based because my husband has, you know, he's, we've done concrete. That's what our business is. We do concrete work. And my husband's done concrete for 40 something years. And so he's pretty beat up. I mean, his back is pretty fried and his hands, you know, he, he had really sore swollen knuckles joints in his hands and everything. And so, and he is, he's always been sort of health conscious, but we never really figured it out right away. So he just, knew that sugar was bad and sugar's inflammatory. So he actually gave up sugar before I did. And he started feeling a little bit better. And then I told him, I said, well, you know, that's working for you. But I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to go vegan like Crystal and my stepdaughter. And um, so I did that. And he, he, he told me one time, I just don't think I can give up meat. I just don't think I can do it. You know, cause when they're out working, you know, you, you got to grab food where you can and, you know, with concrete, it's, it's a tough industry and 
it's just hard to eat healthy when you're doing concrete. Plus you're, so, you're, you're active and you're burning a lot of calories. Right. right? So he was never like really overweight. At least I didn't think, you know, we, he looked in great shape. I was a chub. And so, cause I mean, I was almost 200 pounds and I'm five, seven. So I was, I wouldn't say I was like really obese looking, but I was, I was a lot thicker than I am now. And, um, so he, he, he started following me about a month after I got into it and I started seeing results. Then he, we, Oh, he, we watched, we watched, uh, the game changers. Oh, that's, <laughs> a, that's a really good one. Especially yeah, and for I men. Think after he watched that, he was like, this is, he started getting into it and researching it more. And then we watched a couple other ones. We watched, uh, eating you oh, forks over knives was another really good one and once he watched a few of those and, and started learning about it and researching on his own that's when he got on board with me but it was about a month later now he was eating all the vegan stuff I was eating but he was still out working he'd go grab his big burrito at Chipotle and yeah. load it up with chicken and you know and do all that kind of stuff but about a month after when I went fully whole food plant-based then he jumped on board with me and his weight started coming off and, and it was surprising to me how much weight he did lose because I always thought he looked great and he still does, but now he's just so lean and, you know, his pain is, he was having painful in his ankles and that's gone. His hands feel so much better. I mean, it's, it's been an incredible journey, but it's, it's nice to have him on board with me because if he wasn't, you know, it'd be, it'd be a little tougher in the beginning, especially because, you know, when you're not fully invested in it yeah. and you've got a lot of time on your hands, it's probably a little easier to maybe cheat here and there, you know, now if he decided to go back, I'd be like, well, good luck on you. <laughs> I'm, staying where, I'm staying where I'm at. You know, it wouldn't bother me. It bother me for him, but it wouldn't bother me for me because I'm, I am like a hundred percent for the rest of my life. This is how I'm eating because just the difference it's made. So yeah, he, it, it took him a little bit, but he did give up sugar before I did. I have to, give him that credit because I was I was a sugar addict there toward the end mm, and yeah. yeah and it's not Love that money. we can't have sweets if we don't have sugar we oh, can exactly. have that are sweet we just that we're not going to have processed things oh yeah what I do now is I'll have a banana I have frozen bananas in my freezer and I'll take some of those and I'll put them in a little ninja blender thing and I'll throw some cacao powder in there and that's all I put in there and a little bit of soy milk. I'll put some soy milk in there to help get it blended. But that makes the most amazing ice. It's like ice cream, but it's nice cream is what we call it. But it is the chocolatiest, bananas, banana-iest flavor. And you, you add like cocoa or cacao too? Just cacao powder. Cacao. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it is unbelievable. And it feels like you're eating something really bad for you. Yeah. And it tastes like you're eating something really bad for you. But... I'm just needing to think of, I just cannot believe that this is so healthy because I just can't believe how good this tastes, you know, because yeah. normally ice cream is so good, but it's so bad. Right. And this is as good as ice cream. Yeah. If you're eating ice cream, you can't enjoy it because you're feeling as you're eating it, oh, I really shouldn't be eating this, but it's so good. I, I, I want to have more. But yeah. and then you still, you're feeling bad about it at the same yeah. time. And you get to the bottom of the pint and you're like, what have I done? Yeah. You know? And yeah. Now I eat my nice cream and I think oh, that was so great. I can't wait till tomorrow to have this again, you know? <laughs> my husband and I, every <laughs> night we have chocolate nice cream every yes. night. And it's, I and love it's such a treat. Mm -hmm. We like to use it. What do you put do, in yours? Well, we do the, the banana. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't spice it up though, but we do the banana and the cacao and we add a little hemp seed in there. Mm -hmm. And we add a little bit of vanilla bean powder. Oh, I'll have to try that. Yes. Vanilla bean powder is really expensive because vanilla is, but it's real vanilla. Yeah. And what they do is they take the vanilla beans and they, they grind them, the whole bean. They grind mm -hmm. the whole thing up. And you couldn't like mix it in water and make like a vanilla water kind of thing. But it's really mm -hmm. great for baking and it's, and it's great to put in the blender to make it. Mm -hmm. and, and you're eating the, the nice cream and you're like, there's something in there that is adding this extra level of, of something. And mm -hmm. it's that hint of just a little bit of vanilla bean powder. Ooh. So You'll yeah. have to share me your recipe on mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I would definitely try that because <laughs> I'm hooked on the nice cream. Just, just with the banana and cacao powder. To me, is like okay. This is my this is my dessert of choice now for a while. 
Yeah. And, and, and I think that after when you, when you cut the sugar out, then your taste buds start to neuroadapt and the things that maybe weren't tasting so sweet to you now taste very sweet. Yeah. And that is so true too. You know, I love broccoli and I can taste, if you get a really nice cut of broccoli, you can taste the sweetness in that broccoli. Yes. It is not all gross and I'll eat it just, you know, just out of the steamer. Mm -hmm. I do steam it, but I'll eat it out of the steamer and I can taste the sweetness and it's really delicious. I mean, you taste the flavor so much more after a while. You, your taste buds definitely do change. And salt, oh my gosh, I still use a tiny bit of salt. It's one thing I haven't been able to completely give up yet. See, we're not totally perfect. But I still will put a little bit of salt in things, but I use gray sea salt or I use Himalayan salt because it has minerals and stuff in it. It's not, mm -hmm. and I'll sometimes use a little iodized salt just to get a little bit of the iodine. But um, I don't even know if that's worth it if you're getting enough to make it even worth it. But um, you can just yeah, take, you can take a, a a multivitamin with iodine and you'll get your right, iodine. right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, your your taste buds do change and adapt, and what. You know, a banana before might not have satisfied me, but now it more than satisfies me. And, you know, I, I like I literally feel like I don't lack anything. I'm totally satisfied every day. I eat till I'm full. And so, and I so don't, uh, Angie, want to know, Angie wants to know, what do you eat in a day? OK, my typical day. Every day, almost without fail, I start off with the same thing, and I have a huge bowl of oatmeal. It's like two legit servings. It's a big, huge, heavy bowl of oatmeal with about half to three-quarters of a cup of blueberries and a banana. And my husband makes it every morning. He just makes the, the oatmeal with a little bit of soy milk. I'm not sure what his soy milk-to-water ratio is, but that's how he cooks it. And then he'll put the blueberries and smash the banana up in there. And that's what I have every single morning. And for lunch, I would say nine times out of 10. Right now I'm hooked on these vegan wrap things that, oh my gosh, they're so good. I found these, I get these, uh, it's like a keto tortilla. It does have a little bit of olive oil in. One tortilla has 1.5 grams of olive oil in it. So not perfect, but it's way better than the ones I used to eat. Yeah. And so I'll take one of those tortillas. And I take kale, fresh kale, and I finely chop it up because it's way easier to eat than something like that if it's really finely chopped up. And we'll take kale. I make homemade hummus that's oil-free, which is just chickpeas, garlic, lemon juice, and brown mustard. That's all it is in there. And it makes the most amazing and a little tiny little bit of salt. And um, that makes the most amazing hummus. And I'll spread that on there with a little bit of guacamole. And I'll put the kale on there, a shredded carrot, um, a little bit of purple shredded cabbage, and um, some pickled onions. That's my lunch. And Or I'll do a sweet potato, a Japanese sweet potato and broccoli. And then for dinner, it's just it just varies. Sometimes I'll have, you know, black beans and broccoli or some other type of steamed vegetable. I'll do mushrooms and zucchini sauteed. Um, sometimes we'll marinate some tofu and do a tofu thing with some marinated or with some sauteed veggies. Um, that's kind of like my typical day. And then I'll have my nice cream or I'll have a banana or a mandarin orange or something for my sweet snack during the day. It's, that's pretty much a typical day for me. But every day I start off with a huge bowl of oatmeal. And it's amazing how big this bowl is. I mean, it's like a massive bowl of oatmeal. And yeah. I don't have to worry about it. You know, I just eat it <laughs> till I'm full. and. And yeah, well, we we are what they call SOS free, sugar, oil, and salt free. And mm -hmm. in the beginning, it was kind of tricky because wow, salt does make a big difference in 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 the food. And mm -hmm. we have found a, quite a few different ways to make food taste salty without salt. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we use is called Benson's Table Tasty. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. ever heard of that. It is yes, amazing. I have. Uh, we use sumac. That's another spice that tastes, mm -hmm. it, and also we'll we'll use uh, lemons and limes. Mm -hmm. I use a lot um, of lemons and limes. Yeah, 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 it's amazing. So when you were there, were there any foods that gave you trouble when you when you first started? Oh yeah, so I couldn't eat romaine lettuce, or I'd be in bed for three days. Yeah, I, I couldn't eat anything like roughages like that. I couldn't eat. Um, it was mainly 
what I eat now, <laughs> you know, but it, it would just, when you're flaring, you're just way more susceptible to the, the stomach upset part of it. When you're not flaring, you can get away with a little bit more because, you know, you're not all raw and inflamed and everything in there. But during a flare, it's way worse. Um, but yeah, there was romaine lettuce would bother me. Milk. I used to, I used to love milk and pizza, you know, milk just, I had just, I haven't drank milk since 2009, I think because I had pizza and milk for dinner one night. This is before I knew anything. And I was, you know, still having my colitis issues. And I drank a couple glasses of milk and my stomach started doing this rumbling thing. And I swore I lifted up my shirt and it looked like there was an alien in there trying to escape. Oh. The, my, my gut was gyrating so bad from this milk that I ate. My intestines were literally, it looked like the movie Alien where something was moving around in there. You could literally see and that scared me. And so I haven't drank milk since that night. And that was back in 09. I went, I switched over to almond milk. And now I, I'll either do almond milk or soy milk. It's, we're pretty much, we're pretty much on the soy milk now. So, yeah. but yeah, mainly raw fruits and vegetables. I'd have to cook everything really well cooked, you know, to be able to eat it comfortably. Um, but yeah, if, if, if anybody here is listening that has ulcerative colitis, if just start out with little baby steps, it's going to be really hard if you're flaring because it is going to feel worse than when you're not flaring. If you can get yourself into a decent remission, I would definitely start then switching over maybe a little bit more to a whole food plant-based diet and just have that little bite of lettuce or the little bite of beans or any, you know, I cook my zucchini. I don't eat a lot of raw zucchini and broccoli and things like that although i can now but i just prefer the flavor and taste you know of it cooked but um i can eat you know a raw carrot now i couldn't eat before i can eat you know i can have kale which is people say oh it's hard on your stomach i can have this big old wrap with a whole ton of kale stuffed in there raw chopped up kale and it doesn't bother me now and, um, but if, it, when I was flaring, it, it probably, I couldn't even eat romaine lettuce when I was flaring. I had a salad at a restaurant one time and it just, it just crippled me for two or three days. It really affected me. And so, yeah, it's, 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 if you're flaring, it's, it's definitely harder to. I mean, to are there some people that are just in a long, long-term flare and they don't know when it's going to you know, happen? Probably. You know, I mean, probably like I, I was in a constant flare from 2005 till I had a few little breaks because they, like I said, they would start medication and it would work for temporary till about 2011, 2012. It was about a year after I met my husband, year and a half before I was able to achieve my first remission without medication because my stress level was just so much better. You know, my it was a good relationship. We were, we were doing good things and life was great. And I just didn't have that much stress. And so I was able to, to settle myself down and let my, my body would heal. I remember one time when I was in my old relationship, I took off and I went to Montana for a few months by myself, me and my horse took up, went up to Montana. I had a cabin up there and I stayed up there by myself and I was, I was able to get into a remission up there. But as soon as I got back to California, <laughs> two or three weeks later, boom, the stress was back and I was back in a flare. So stress to me is like my big trigger and taking antibiotics is what will throw me into a flare. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. that you talked about that because and I think stress has uh, contributed to a lot of other types of, of diseases as well. So I think stress will kill you. If you're yeah. living in constant stress, your whole, I think it will eventually just take you out yeah. because your body can only handle so much, you know, exactly. and you think you're doing okay. I, I thought I was doing okay. But when I look back, it was like, gosh, you know, I had this auto repair business. I was trying to open an art gallery and rental properties that I was dealing with and managing and having to fix things. You know, I was doing so much stuff, but I thought I was doing okay. And that's when I first got sick. It was two weeks after I signed the lease for my art gallery is when I started having symptoms of ulcerative colitis. And at first I thought colon cancer. And it's the first thing that pops in your mind when yes. you see blood in your stool is colon cancer. And so that freaked me out. 
And when I got diagnosed with, he said, well, good news, you don't have that, but bad news, you have this. And, you know, that's when my whole, whole sort of goddess journey started. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it, you're, I think that you're giving people some hope here and it's not just about adopting the lifestyle, but perhaps there may be people who are suffering either with ulcerative colitis or maybe they have other kinds of autoimmune types of things mm -hmm. and they may be, maybe they're in bad relationships or maybe they're, they're just doing things in their lives that are giving them stress and, yeah. and not realizing, you know, cause I guess when, when you're, when you're in it, you don't, you don't see it. Right. right. When you get on the other side and you look back, you know, at your yeah, you don't well. realize how steep that mountain was that you're climbing and then you get to the other side and it's like, I look back, if I had, if I was in that life now, if I was still in that life, I don't even know if I'd be here really mm -hmm. because I was that stressed out. I just, you know, yeah, I really it's, don't know yeah. if I would even be here. And change is kind of scary though, right? I mean, somebody oh, could scary. be suffering with pain and, and disease and yet they'll stick to, to where they are. They'll stick to what they're eating and their relationships and the, and the job or the business, or whatever it is that's yeah. giving them the stress because they're so afraid of the change. And if only their future right. self could, could come and visit them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Say, hey. I stayed in it for 12 years. I stayed in it for 12 years. That's a pretty long time, you know, and I, I would leave and come back and leave and come back with the promise of, Oh, things will be better, you know? And come to find out he's still using or this or that or whatever, you know, so I would leave and come back. And it, it, it just, it finally just got to the point where, well, he's obviously going to choose drugs over me. So, you know, you have to just make that decision. I went and talked to my pastor too, because I, I, I had such guilt about leaving the marriage. You know, I was feeling guilty. Guilty because you know, of religious reasons? Yeah, because I'm a Christian and mm -hmm. I, I thought, gosh, you know, you got to stick it out through through good times and bad. But he didn't want to be married to me. He, you oh, know, he, yeah. he, he did. He really didn't. He, he even told, well, I, I won't even get into that. But anyway, he, it, it was just, it was a really scary struggling time for me. And leaving as scary as it was, was the best thing I ever did, you know, for my, for my Hey, yeah. For my, I'm, well, I'm for glad my, that you, I'm glad that you said that because you know here we are. We're talking about this plant-based lifestyle and how it's all great and everything. But there may be people that are stuck in other places in their lives yeah. too that aren't yeah. making things any better. And maybe right. you could change your diet, but if you're still in this high, high stress situation, yeah. it maybe it might make things a little better to change your diet. But that may not be everything that you need to do. It may so. not be the cure, the cure all. You know, mm. like. And I'm sure if I went back to eating the way I used to eat or if, if, if something catastrophic happened to me and I was just overwhelmed with stress, I'm not saying it will never happen to me again, you know, but I think because I've adapted this lifestyle, I'm a way stronger now to fight it off if stuff like that does come up. And if it does come up, you know, like me being able to wean off prednisone. Okay. I've never been able to do that before. I was literally stuck on prednisone until they put me on a biologic medicine. And now I didn't have to make that step to get off prednisone this time because I was doing the whole food plant-based diet. I was able to taper down off that steroid and I stayed perfectly fine in remission, you know? And so that, that to me right there just proves that this diet does have an effect on us. Because I took those pills thinking, here I am going down that, that road of steroid dependency again. And it didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen because I was eating this way. And I'm, I'm convinced of that because that's the only thing in my life that's changed is, well, and the stress too, you know, I'm, I'm in a really great marriage now for 10 years and it's, and life has just been an exciting roller, an, an exciting roller coaster ride for me. Now we've had our ups and downs as far as moving to Texas and starting our company and, you know, selling our company and getting our company back. We've been through a lot of ups and downs too. And I've been maintaining pretty well through a lot of stuff now because of this diet, I believe. It, 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 it empowers you to handle stress a lot better, I think, because you, you can fight off things. You're more prepared to handle situations if you're healthier inside than if you're not. 
Well, um, I'm, I'm hoping that people who are watching now or maybe after this live broadcast, if they're watching the replay, I, I'm hoping that they'll type in the comments something that they decided to change because of your story. Hopefully, if it's their their diet, if they're not already whole food plant-based, but if not, even if something that they decided to, to make a change in their lives to, to lower their stress, you know, I hope that they would type that in the comments to encourage other people because yeah, this is it. This is, it's, it's time now. It's time yeah. to take charge of your life. It's time to, to be what you want it to be. Yeah. And, and know, we're not getting younger, you know, yeah. you can never get this time back. This, once it's gone, it's gone. And how do you, how do you want to live the rest of your life? Do you want to be a stressed out person on a bad diet, feeling terrible all the time? Or do you want to try to make some changes to make the future a way more positive thing to, to look forward to? You know, like I look forward to my future now with, with a lot more, um, I don't know if it's Hope. faith or happiness or whatever, yeah. because I just feel like I've got a way better shot of staying healthier now. And I want to watch my grandson grow up and I want to watch maybe him have kids someday. And um, so to me, the giving up of meat and dairy and animal products is such a no brainer. It's priorities to me. Would I rather have a steak or would I rather have my heart cut open in 10 years and veins moved around to, you know, keep alive? The choice is yours, you know? <laughs> Like, to me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've heard people talk about how you could take a, a, a measuring tape, you know, mm -hmm. and think about what the average lifespan is, right? Somewhere yeah. in the 70s is what they say. And the closer you get to it, the more you say, no, no, it has to be further out than that. But anyway, you take that tape measure and you say, okay, the year that I, my age is, I'm going to look at that tape measure and that's where I'm at, that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And then you go to, you know, whatever that lifespan is, you know, maybe, I mean, it shouldn't, the average American isn't expected to live past 80. They're expected to only live to their maybe early or mid seventies because mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with this, this sad lifestyle that we're on with the standard mm -hmm. American diet. And that's yeah. what we got left guys. What are you going to do from now <laughs> till that, that number? Yeah. Yeah. I wish time. I had learned about this decades ago. Yeah. I, I wish I had the knowledge of this decades ago. Because yeah. I like I said before, I might never have ever gotten diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, mm -hmm. or asthma, or arthritis, or you know, any of these other things that I was dealing with. And it just may not have ever happened. And that's, now, the, I that's the reason I why you're here, right? It's, yeah. it's hoping that somebody's going to stumble upon this. Yes. And, and find out what they need to know. Exactly. Now I am going to share that I've also been diagnosed recently with a liver disease called primary sclerosing cholangitis, which they aren't a hundred percent sure if it's autoimmune, but it's a lot of people with inflammatory bowel disease, like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease down the road. They don't know if it happens before you get the inflammatory bowel disease or after, but some people it's very rare. I mean, I just literally, if it would have been a lottery ticket, you know, but because um, mm. it's really rare, more men than women get it, and it's it's like 80% of people with this liver disease PSC have either ulcerative colitis or Crohn's. Only 10% of people with inflammatory bowel disease have this liver disease, and so it's a very scary diagnosis. I went through a lot of fear and depression when I was diagnosed, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this is not good because now I'm scared to death. Is my colitis going to flare back up? It hasn't. Because okay. of the stress, right. I'm processing, I'm processing this diagnosis now, and I'm starting to feel better about it. Not about the diagnosis, but I'm just starting to feel like I'm handling it better. And so but I never, you know, it hasn't affected my colitis so far at all. Um, it's also making me more appreciative that I am on this diet, because if I was still on the standard American diet, you know, I don't know how fast this liver disease would progress. Now there's hope. I'm hoping that I can, because it's, if it is autoimmune, which I'm not 100% sure, but I'm hoping it is. If it is autoimmune, I should be able to 
get it dialed down, slow it or stop the progression with my diet too. So I had, uh, I had an MRCP, which is a type of MRI that checks your bile ducts in your liver, which is what this disease affects. It affects the bile ducts in your liver. I had one back in August. I'm having another one next month. So next month I'll know if it's the same or if it's gotten worse or maybe they don't see it, you know? So I'll keep you posted, Amy, and let you know. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to have you come back on the show one day, and you're going to tell us all about the good news. Oh, so, I would love to do that. And I'll yeah. even show you guys a couple recipes or something that I that I did. My vegan wraps, they're amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, well, I would I, love to do that. I would love to wonderful. do that. I would love to do that. So Yeah. So I, I really wanted to thank you so much for coming on and sharing this story and some of it, I mean, I was getting kind of teared up, so I, I don't know how you were able to <laughs> get through talking about it, but I know that um, we're all going to pray for you, for your good health. And I know everybody that's watching is, is going to be thinking about you and, and, and we know, and we're going to all manifest this for you that you're going to have good health. That. And it's, yes, absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And I, and, um, so I'm, and you're going to come back and we're going to hear all that good news. I'm, I'm just really excited for that. And I yes, also, I yeah. So um, bef before I wanted to see if we had any other questions and if you guys do have any other questions, there's still a little time for that. And while we're waiting to see if anybody um, has any other questions, I had told you earlier, Green Warriors, that we were going to do our book giveaway today. So I'm the engineer of the show, so you have to please bear with me because sometimes I have to click on a lot of different things and, and hopefully that. <laughs> okay, so I am going to see if I can uh, share my spinning wheel with everybody so they can see the spinning wheel. So let's see how it works. Okay, let's see. Going to... See if we can get it up there. It's a little suspense, right? Okay. Drum roll. So here we go. All right. So we've got that. And there it is. That is the spinning wheel. And so I'm going to click on it and we're going to spin the wheel and see who is going to win this book. So here we go. Oh, and it's Mona. Congratulations, Mona. Mona. And Sid Nader is going to send this book to you. I'm going to give her your information. Oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations. And we're going to see, see about that. And remember also that we also have the book giveaway still in progress. And I'll be leaving a link for that book giveaway and how you can enter for the Donuts to Potatoes by Esther Loveridge. And so that was fun. So we can kind of, we kind of lighten things up a little bit. <laughs> I love that title, Donuts to Potatoes. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. She, she met her husband who, who made donuts and they <sighs> both lost weight on this plant-based lifestyle. And, and it's a wonderful book and she That's has so daily affirmations in there and just, just a really, a very nice love story also. So, so I encourage people to, to get that book or, or try to, to uh, win it. And I'll give you the information in the show notes soon. Well, I really want to thank you so much, Susie. This is a, a very um, encouraging story. I'm hoping that people who are looking for answers stumble upon this broadcast and hear about your uh, words of wisdom about this lifestyle and about getting off of stress. And I'm hoping that they're looking at what you had to say as their future self talking yeah. to them and telling them, come on, you can do it. I'm your future self in this, and you yeah. can be on this side of it too, yeah. if you want to. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. Definitely possible. And everybody please click like to show your appreciation for what Susie shared with us today. And I appreciate had, you inviting me too. I'm happy to share my story anytime. Yeah. And you had also told me uh, before the broadcast that, uh, 
if people wanted to see what you were doing, that they might be able to find you on social media. Did you want to t- tell about, us about that? Oh, I just I have a Facebook account. It's just Susie Liebarger. It's public, and I sometimes I'll share my recipes, and you'll see when I got diagnosed my little boohoo story. You know, because I was I was going through it. You know, when I first got diagnosed with this PSD disease, and um, but I'm kind of coming out of that little fog now, and I'm starting to feel you know feel okay with it 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 was just a lot of stuff I had to learn because you know when you don't know anything about it and you go on Google gosh sometimes sometimes that's the biggest mistake is the Google things because a lot of the information is so outdated and there's been a lot of advances in treatment which there really kind of isn't one but they're trying different drugs to try like slow it down and things like that so but yeah I you know you're welcome to follow me on there if you scroll down you'll the cooking shows that I did before there's a couple links on there and you know ask me questions about ulcerative colitis or anything you know I am I am here to help whoever needs it for free I just I just want I just want people to be healthy and feel good and be happy you know that's 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 beautifully said and green warriors tell tell us in the comments what was your takeaway what are you going to remember from today's broadcast you know I mean I've just got the memories of Susie's future self that I'm talking to today and, and what she had to say to, to her past self and yours and to you guys who are stuck somewhere that you need a little nudge to get you to, to the next level that there's just so much encouragement. And that's what I'm, that's my takeaway that there, there is hope and and people with this ulcerative colitis and, and even anybody that has some kind of irritable bowel syndrome yeah, that, that, that they they can just definitely be helped helped by it. So, yeah. and I also wanted to thank Just Has Voice because she did the promos, she did the voiceovers. Just Has Voice, who's coming up next? There are plenty of myths surrounding a plant based diet, but a growing body of evidence shows that plant based food can be diverse, nutrient dense, and healthy. Join us as Jason Demchuk debunks common misconceptions about a plant-based diet and nutrition. He will also demo his yummy bowl of bliss. Wednesday, May 17th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy Live. And as a thank you to the Green Warriors, if you guys want me to send you some uh, five free recipes, you can go to begreenwithamy.com slash join and I will send you five free recipes with some pictures of me doing fun things and some motivational quotes that I like to include. And that's always a lot of fun. And I want all of you to take your right hand and put it on your left shoulder and take your left hand and put it on your right shoulder. Now give yourself a squeeze because that's a hug from me to you and a hug to Susie for sharing her story and, and, and just sharing all the hope and the information that you did because that is just so important and it really meant a lot to us. Yeah. And if you guys want to join me and Susie because she's going to help me with my tagline and my sign off and you guys can type it in the show notes in the comments. Are you ready, Susie? I'm ready. All right. Well, until I see all of you again, remember, be strong, be well, and be Green. <laughs> Thanks, Susie. Thank you, Green Warriors, for watching. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks, Amy. Bye, everybody. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green with Be Green with